When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Great to have you company, everyone. Uh, welcome to Sports Day WA. It's been a big week, and we've got another big show coming up uh, shortly. Uh, joining us will be Jared Schofield, the assistant coach of the West Coast Eagles. He's going to have a chat to us uh, in just a moment. Then later, we'll speak to Jason Berendorf uh, as the WA cricketers prepare to defend uh, the Marsh One Day Cup that happens in Sydney on Sunday. And they look like, if they are victorious, being the only the third team uh, in history, to have a three-peat of that competition. So we'll bring you that. We're here for Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. Let's have a look, firstly, at Tyre Power's big brands, Better Buy Sale. It's now on with the sports news headlines. And the big story today is Angus Brayshaw waking up this morning with the news that Angus Brayshaw, due to... Uh, his health and the amount of concussions he has sustained during his football career on medical advice has been told to retire effective immediately. Uh, yeah, it is quite uh, sad. But first, let's just hear from Angus Brayshaw before I say more. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm a one-club player, obviously, now. I'm a Melbourne person for life. And no, so many emotions. But, um, yeah, I just love this place and love everyone in it. And... Yeah, it's going to be sad not to be able to come back here every day. Growing up, pretending to be an AFL player in our backyard, kicking a footy on the MCG, and I, um, so I got to live my dream out. You know, I'm a premiership player, I played 100 games, life member of the club, and you know, no one can take that away from me. So, yeah, it's emotional, but you know, I'm so lucky and I'm grateful. Now that I sit here at the end of it all, I do think that the long-term health is so much more important than football. When you know, footy's just a game. If I played for another five years, that'd have been great. But you know, I want to live 60 more years and you know have a family and do all these other things that I'm interested in doing. That you know, if I didn't take care of myself, wouldn't be able to. So I can walk away from the game, which is you know, it's important. I can walk away and. Um, you know, be proud of what we've done here at Melbourne, what um, 160-odd games that I played. I absolutely love doing it. The good stuff, the bad stuff, the fact that we all shared together in it is, um, you know, something that I'm, gonna, I think, going to have a real hard time replacing the whole, you know, 
my, I got my life ahead of me, and, um, and the opportunities are something that, you know, amongst all this sadness, give me a reason to smile and get excited about, even though I'm not exactly sure what they all look like, but, um, you know, I've got a lot more spare time now, so I get to start getting stuck into life, and, um, you know, I'm excited for what's next. Uh, good on you, Angus. Uh, well spoken. What a phenomenal family. Um, lucky enough, actually, because of my age, to uh, have known and still know Angus's granddad, Ian Brayshaw. He was an outstanding sportsman in his own time, uh, playing cricket for Western Australia, took 10 wickets for 44 in an innings. Uh, Ian Brayshaw also played WAFL football for Claremont. Now him and his wife are retired in the coastal country town of Albany. And as we know, he had three children, Mark and James, Mark Brayshaw, who, of course, has got the three boys that are playing now AFL football. It's now two with Angus's announcement today. Hamish, as we know, played a season with the West Coast Eagles. Uh, didn't get the opportunity, but now is captain of the East Perth Football Club in the Waffle. And as we know, Andrew, who is one of the leaders of the Fremantle Football Club. But Ian did have also a daughter uh, who was tragically killed uh, when she was only 36. And for those people that may recall or may not recall, would you believe in an accident, she was killed instantly after the facade of her garage actually collapsed on top of her. She was only 36 years of age. It's a very, very close-knit family. Mark, James, of course, has got the profile being a a media personality through the Seven Network and also commercial radio network. But he's always been very connected to his family. So this would have been emotional for all concerned, for dad, for mum, for the siblings, that is uh, Angus's brothers, and, of course, for his grandparents uh, down there in Albany. So a very emotive day for the Brayshaws, but he's made the right decision. He's got the advice from the people that know. And as we know, there's now an ever-increasing number of sports people that are giving the sport away, some in the prime of their career, for health reasons. And as he pointed out, Angus, in that uh, little snippet that we just featured, he wants to be enjoying a normal way of life when he gets to his 50s and his 60s and his 70s and beyond. And regardless of what you think right now, in the scheme of things, we get back to the fact it's only a sport and there's more things far more important than just playing football or kicking a leather ball around the ground. Sure, contractually, he was signed. He had another five years on his contract and financially, he may have been better off continuing. But money cannot buy health and happiness. And I think in the end, he has made the right choice. And Angus will be okay. Angus will be okay. He's no doubt made, uh, has set the financial platforms for his life and he'll be a sought-after project and a sought-after individual in whatever he chooses to do post-football. So we wish him all the best, but uh, certainly a very emotive speech uh, this morning from Angus Brayshaw. And he did, as we know, come close to retiring uh, some years ago. In fact, a couple of years ago, he was talking about it back in 2022. And the also the other big story today is that North Melbourne have sacked Taron Thomas 
there was a press release actually released by the North Melbourne Football Club. And I'll just look at getting that up if I've got it close at hand. But in the end, Taron Thomas will no, no longer be a part of the North Melbourne Football Club. I'll give you details of that a bit later on, what was actually mentioned in the statement. I just haven't got it close at hand. And we had the Fremantle Dockers launch this morning. Nat Five spoke glowingly about this squad of players and how he feels that this squad of players is even better collectively than maybe the 2012 side that uh, went all the way to the grand final. So plenty to discuss. Love to hear from you on the text machine 0487 736 736. And those sports headlines brought to you by Tyre Power. And you can visit your local Tyre Power store today for a free tyre safety inspection. There are over 50 stores across WA. We'll come back with more in a moment. Not far away also is uh, Jared Schofield from the West Coast Eagles. As I said, the text line is there for you, 0487 736 736. We're here for tyre power uh, as well. Uh, As I mentioned, the big brands, Better Buy Sale is now on. Also, thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years. And the new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, uh, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. And just uh, actually, courtesy of my producer, I think the uh, press release has just come through uh, and we'll bring that to you. In fact, I haven't quite got it yet. We'll get it after the break. It's eight minutes past five here on Sports Day WA. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. If you've got a question you'd like me to pose to Jared Schofield, the assistant coach of the West Coast Eagles, he's about to join us shortly, then you can text us on 0487 736 736. I mentioned before the break uh, that Fremantle had their season launch today. There was a breakfast uh, and all the corporate clients, all the players were present uh, and no doubt all the administrative staff, uh, coaches and CEOs and everybody was there for the launch. So was the captain, Alex Pierce. And firstly, here's just a couple of snippets before we speak to Scoey on what Alex Pierce, the captain of the Fremantle Dockers, had to say. Firstly, on uh, the audio we played just before the break on the retirement of Angus Brayshaw, no doubt very close to the Fremantle Football Club because of brother Andrew being a docker. Anyone who has to finish their career early due to injury and particularly concussion is is really saddening. You really feel for, for Angus and his family. Um, so I'm not sure I want to say too much, but I think at the time at least you can also celebrate the career that he's been able to have and it's has been a really it's been a career filled with some successes and obviously some, some hard times as well, but it's, it's certainly been a, a memorable career, so I congratulate him on that. And um, the, our discussions as an industry around the effects of um, concussions and head knocks will continue to play out, which it really should, and it should be a focus of our industry moving forward to make sure that we have the world's best practice to make sure that players um, more often than not get to choose when they want to finish playing the game. Yeah, well spoken, Alex Pierce. Uh, always uh, good to listen to. And he also said that he and plenty of the players at the Fremantle Football Club have had enough of 
intra-club and they're ready for opposition. Absolutely sick of it, yeah. It was, the tensions were getting a bit high. There's been a couple of um, spot fires break out last week and, yeah, it'd be nice to use some of that um, use some of that en- energy into into some opposition and, yeah, we're excited. It's like this, there's so much work that's been done, months of training and preparing and getting our footy to a level where we think we can really compete and perform and to actually test it out against some opposition and start um, yeah, going into that week-to-week cycle of learning and improving is yeah, it's something we look forward to. All right, that's uh, Alex Pierce uh, This morning at the Fremantle Dockers launch ahead of the, uh, the match against the West Coast Eagles, Saturday, 4.45 at Mineral Resources Park. Joining us now is Eagles assistant in Jared Schofield. Jared, uh, thanks for your time here on Sports Day WA throughout WA. Hi, Pete. Thanks for having me. Well, as Alex Pierce said, he's had a gut full of intra-club and training and he's ready now for opposition. I suppose from a coach's point of view, you're ready for a bit of opposition and real footy, I gather. Yeah, we definitely are. Um, I, I dare say the players are too. Um, so yeah, we're we're probably the same. We've been we're probably realistically uh, a week or two ahead in terms of our match play. We started a lot of that sort of stuff early on in our preseason, as we had a full complement of players. And um, yeah, the way that we attacked our preseason, having started a little bit earlier in November. Uh, but yeah, so the players are really itching a bit to um, play against some opposition and we get that opportunity against Freo um, on Saturday. How taxing has it been, particularly in the last month, uh, Jared, with the extreme heat? We know Perth is hot. We know that pre-season is often done under duress because of the conditions, but it's been excessively hot in the last two or three weeks as you prime yourself for the start of the season. Yeah, it's been challenging for sure. Uh, yeah, we've had a couple of sessions in excess of sort of high 30s to 40 degrees. Uh, we had one a couple of weeks ago on a Friday morning where I think about 10.30 in the morning it got to about 40 degrees. So it, it's been hot. Um, we've had to make some adjustments to our schedule, having the guys sort of come in at night for an intra-club um, a week or so ago. So, yeah, look, we, we have to adjust along the way. The players are super fit, um, you know, these days, and uh, they're able to handle it. It's more about the recovery on the back end of these games and, and how they respond to the recovery, and, and that, that obviously determines how we attack the next session that might be two or three days later. I remember Simo over the last couple of years when he used to conduct a press conference, every press conference, and I went there, you know, when I was working in the television landscape uh, for a number of years, he always expected a question about Nick Natanui. And he used to to be a bit of a joke, actually. Uh, Mm. I gather this year there'll be a lot of questions about Harley Reid. You're the midfield coach (laughs) at West Coast and there'll be a lot of judgment on this young 18-year-old. Have you been blown away by the exposure this kid's had before he's actually kicked a game in AFL football? Yeah, there's a lot of hype around the young man. uh, But um, he's handled himself um, really well um, in the environment, especially over here in Perth, being a two-team town. Uh, yeah, he's a very level-headed young man. Um, you know, comes from the country. He's very humbled with all the attention that he that he does, has been getting. And I dare say there's going to be more attention along the way. But I think we just have to really take stock and understand that he is only an 18-year-old. Yes, he's the number one draft pick. Uh, but yeah, look, he's got some talent. Um, there's a lot of talented players out there. But yeah, there's a lot of hype that uh, is coming along his way at the moment. And um, what we've seen pre-season within our match play. Uh, the hype is real. So mm. we'll, he'll get a, um, he's one play that he's looking forward to playing against opposition and uh, pulling on the Eagles' gurney. 
If you had to give a character reference for the young man, you said he's a country kid. Has he got the country values? Oh, definitely. Yeah, you know, they said with, uh, with all the hype around him, you wouldn't know. Uh, he loves being around the players. Um, he's really invested, obviously, with the footy club. And, um, you know, I think uh, there was a story that sort of came about at the footy club where, you know, throughout his draft year, he wanted to just get back and play a game of footy, a couple of games of footy with his country mates. And that just typifies his character, that he, uh, he knows where his roots are from, um, even though he's in the big league now. And, um, you know, he's very, like I said, he's a very humble young man and um, we're super proud to have him on our list. What's the planning for Saturday in the match against Fremantle, the pre-season game that gets underway at 4.45? Have you sat down as a coaching panel to maybe constitute what the game time will be for Harley and certainly others in the midfield? Um, yeah, look, for him himself, we'll, we'll continue on with his minutes uh, that we've been along the way building them nicely in the match play um, that we've uh, conducted already within our pre-season. Um, yeah, he's showing that he can handle the loads. Uh, but you know, with with, with uh, the way that we will attack this, I think there's going to be six quarters all up. Um, but obviously, you know, with a with a few extras at the back end of the four quarter game. But yeah, look, we're, we're treating it as a uh, another step in the right direction to round one. Uh, so we'll uh, maximise the minutes for our players. As I said before, early on, it's uh, our players have um, done a lot of match play. Um, throughout the pre-season, uh, we had done you know some match playing prior to Christmas, more than what we had done in the last couple of years. So our guys are conditioned to uh, play the 30 minutes or the time that's going to be uh, allocated. Elliot Yo, uh, last couple of seasons have been tough for the veteran midfield. He's been an awesome player for West Coast. I believe his pre-season's been very good and touch wood. He's got through Scott yeah, Fry. Look- yeah, look, he's uh, he's been super. You know, he went away in the off season um, uh, to a third party overseas and did some extensive training and uh, came back with a lot of new insights on how to go about things um, with the support of the footy club, obviously, you know, with some of our medical staff. And he's been able to implement that within his program. And um, yeah, look, he's had a really strong free season. And we've definitely seen over the last three weeks with his match play that his uh, general match conditioning is... Um, is building towards round one. And he's another one that's been playing purely in the midfield and been able to manage those loads. And that's been the whole focus from day one of pre-season to where we are now. But we're also in uh, in the right mind. We know that we've got him to the start line. Mm. And that's by having a good, solid, uh, consistent pre-season. And he's in a very good space. And he's so important to us. And, yeah, look, we got him to the start line and uh, he's looking forward to uh, getting against um, the opposition. No, he's such a, a handy player in more ways than one. We wish him all the best because everybody wants to see Elliot Yo at his best and no doubt he's such an important player. Matt Flynn, we spoke about Nick Natanui. As we know, he went down and eventually retired due to injury. But Matt Flynn will take over a huge responsibility with the Ruck. Uh, Bailey Williams, as we know, has signed an extension to his contract uh, to be part of the West Coast Eagles. The Flynn-Williams combination will be interesting to see how that evolves over the year. Yeah, yeah, we're we're super excited about that. Um, I think it also allows Bailey to um, play to his strengths as that sort of forward, um, very agile type forward player that can get a good leap of the ball and, and really take a good strong mark in the front half for us and support Oscar and uh, Jack Darling and, and the Watermans and the Marricks lights down front. So, yeah, we're super excited for Bailey, but, um, yeah, we're, we're very impressed with what Matty Flynn's been able to bring to the footy club so far. From GWS, um, you know, run with a great attitude. 
he slotted in nicely and, and, and blended well with the players and the playing group and the coaching group. And But more importantly, he's um, brought in some uh, really good um, intel as to uh, how he goes about football and he's leading the midfield well. Um, he's demanding of them. And uh, we're, uh, we understand that probably the midfield over the last couple of years has been a bit inconsistent with personnel and performance. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're wrapped to have him on board to lead uh, the midfield in that manner. You were there last season during the preseason when the players were going down like nine pins leading into round one. Very not too dissimilar to what's happening at Hawthorne at the moment. So, Jared Schofield, what about this preseason so far for West Coast? Now, people are sort of undecided just what sort of season the Eagles will have, but it's imperative that every club and any club that's going to be half successful this season needs to get a good preseason under their belt. Has this one been any different to your first year being last year? Oh, definitely. Uh, as, as I said, we've done a lot more match play. Uh, I think the biggest uh, shift is uh, our first-year players have, have had their second preseason. You know, you know, when you look at the likes of a Ruben Jimby um, and you see what he's going to be able to produce already uh, is exciting. And um, you know, But more importantly, our senior players in McGovern, Barras, Yo, Cripps, uh, Alan Darling, the likes, have done nearly every minute of match play that we played. They hadn't done that in the last couple of years. So that's where we're, we love to have the leaders out there. We're excited with the young fellas. Um, so, yeah, look, it's got us to the start line. Um, and then once again, you've got to have solid pre-season to re- really to be able to set the foundation to be competitive in uh, what is such a brutal environment in the AFL. A couple of final questions. You mentioned some great names there. They've been great uh, warriors for the West Coast Eagles, uh, the senior players. But what about the young crop that's come through? And a lot of people are excited about some of the young talent at West Coast. Can you highlight, certainly from your point of view in the midfield, who we can look out for? Well, we've already spoken about one Harley. He's showing, you know, in his first preseason what, um, I suppose, exciting traits he has in and around the football and, and he's just natural ability. Ruben Jimby's uh, running ability and just his overall strength and power around the ball has gone up another level again. Um, he's, he's probably producing what a five-year play would produce on the track in terms of uh, the physical component. And um, Noah Long in the front half has really stepped up again with his footy smarts and his um, IQ on the game. So yeah, there's the name a couple of, but I think someone that um, goes on sort of notice is uh, Luke Edwards. Um, he's got a very smart football brain, but he's had another solid preseason. He's had got his body nice and fit and healthy, and um, he's had a really good, strong preseason as well. But look, it's just exciting that um, majority of the players have been able to uh, fulfil you know eighty five percent of preseason, which is not what we've had in the last couple of years. But once again, as I said, it's got us to the start line. It set the foundation to uh, hopefully make us nice and competitive this pre uh, sorry this season. You're a great player for Port Adelaide. What about your uh, mate Kane Corns? Of course, Port Adelaide, uh, he came out and made comments about the players dressing up before the intra-club game. Did you take note of that? Have you spoken to Cornsy at all? <laughs> Funny to call, talk about that. I was actually over there um, just last weekend for a uh, engagement with the uh, Port Adelaide players and I was sitting right next to him on the table and uh, we had a couple of uh, quiet words of, um, just catch up, and then uh, yeah, he came out the next day and commented on uh, the boys in their intra-club uh, outfits. And it's like, yeah, I think what's um, we got don't can't lose sight of is uh, this environment that we're we're amongst in the AFL is a stressful and brutal environment, and we've got to have an element of um, enjoyment along the way. And we haven't probably had that through the wins and losses 
uh, ledger over the last couple of years and to uh, the guys to show their character, I think is an amazing thing um, in the AFL. And uh, I was glad the guys uh, really come out and sort of showed um, you know, their exciting character that we probably don't get to see from day to day. And um, yeah, it was an intra-club game. So uh, I wouldn't be getting too caught up on it. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks for joining us, uh, Jared. Uh, looking forward to this season. Really am to see what the West Coast Eagles do deliver. And, of course, the fans can get a bit of an insight into the Eagles squad and what they've got at this, uh, this pre-season game on Saturday. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day WA. Much appreciated. Uh, thanks, Pete. Cheers. Okay, Jared Schofield, the West Coast Eagles assistant coach, uh, the midfield coach, joining us here on the program. Uh, you can join us on the open line, 13 12 55, Scarborough Toyota. They buy all makes and models. Uh, they deliver the open line. Uh, Ray says, uh, Shui uh, or Scoey, you play with both players. Who goes further in dancing with the stars this year, Cuzzy or Croft? <laughs> I wasn't going to throw him that, Roy. Please, please. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk cricket. Jason Berendorf is going to join us because WA are going for three Marsh ODI titles in three seasons. Can they do it? They take on New South Wales on Sunday. We'll speak to Jason Berendorf next here on Sports Day WA. Text anytime on the temper at Baird Shed text 0487 736 736 right across Western Australia. You're listening to The Run Home with Hayes and Mardo. Welcome back to The Run Home. Well, we had games today. It was Sydney over the Giants and Geelong defeated Carlton and the practice matches, they do continue. It's the Hawks taking on the Western Bulldogs tomorrow. Their assistant coach, who we know pretty well from his time here in Perth with the West Coast Eagles, is Adrian Hickbot. Adrian, welcome to the show. Good to guys. Thanks very much. How is life for you, mate, uh, back in Melbourne after spending, I think, 10 years over here in the West? Good to guys. Thanks very much. How is life for you, mate, uh, back in Melbourne after spending, I think, 10 years over here in the West? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it's nearly 11 years. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good to be uh, back home and uh, good to be back around family and, um, yeah, just living the life in Melbourne and, and working the Hawthorne under Sam Mitchell, which has been really good. Did you have to step up in Sam Mitchell's absence? Of course, the health scare over the Christmas period. What's that meant to the club through that time? No, yeah, um, yeah, it was a bit of a health scare. But, um, as you know, you know, Mitch is back on back on the road again now. But no, the, all the footy department stood up. You know, we've got a, a experienced group in there, Brett Ratton um, included, uh, with David Hale and. Andrew Collins. So yeah, we all we all shared the load, which made it really really good. The football department's running well, and um, hopefully didn't miss too much of a beat, which I don't think it did. Sam was very proud of the of footy department um, when he come back. I know that he went on one of those overseas sports junkets. What about the assistant <laughs> coaches? Do you get a chance to go overseas and enjoy some of the sporting clubs in other parts of the world? We do, yeah, yeah, we, we, we do. When we get a chance, we definitely we go overseas and Andy Collins went over last year and um, I, I actually went over with Mitch on that, on to, with Tottenham Spurs. So uh, definitely get a chance to go over there and study other um, organisations and see, you know, see how they work and what, what we can pick up from them. I want to talk about... And share ourselves, actually, yeah. Oh, well, what are some of the lessons? Let's stay on that because you just, Hayes just calls it a junket. He just uses an excuse <laughs> to get over there. But there is some validity to it. What are some of the lessons you've learned, whether it's from the coaches, the players, the infrastructure the players have at their disposal, et cetera? 
Yeah, well, some, yeah, well, I think they were called that in the older days. Uh, but now they're, <laughs> we're, pretty, we're pretty on about what we do. Uh, look, one of the things we learn is that, you know, yeah, our club and organisations um, going really well, um, you know, with the best in the world, really. Uh, um, you know, the way they run things. So we picked up a few little things, some ends in, in the way of how we uh, review our training sessions, you know, meetings, um, a couple of little organisational things within the footy part department. So there's a couple of little things that we pick up and also we, you know, we hope to share some of our so our knowledge, um, and if they're interested, which they definitely were, so it's, um, both it goes both ways. Now, there's been a few injuries, which we'll get to a little bit later, but I want to talk about there's 45 different players in your match sim squad, so we'll go through all four. No, I'm kidding. We just want to touch on a couple <laughs> of those players. Uh, Lloyd Meek obviously left the West in 2022. How's he been progressing, and what are you expecting from him this season? Yeah, he's been going real well. You know, um, the battle with... You know, the rucks, uh, you know, it happens at every club uh, during the off-season. So we've got Lloyd Meek um, standing up really well, Ned Reeves. And then we've got a couple of youngsters, you know, Clay Tucker and Max Ranston, who are just young fellas working their way up. Uh, Lloyd Meek's enjoying it. And um, yeah, he's, he's a bit of ruck and some forward as well. So uh, he's going along really well at the moment. What about young Nick Watson? I've heard some really good things about this young kid. What has he shown you? And is he right to go? Yeah, he's coming to the club yeah, with full enthusiasm, which you know you, you suspect every young kid does, even with Jack Ginnivan and and Marby or Chole down the forward line. Um, yeah, Nick Nick's a, a beauty. He's a hard worker. That's that's number one thing that we've really picked up. Um, he's got a clean touch, and his willingness to you know to work for the team um, stands out. And when I remember watching his uh, tapes um, as you know as the draft was coming up and. Those traits are there, so he's, he's definitely um, brought those in. And he's got footy now as well, so yeah, and he's he's enjoying his time. You know, always a smile on his face, which you know, you know we like that, don't you? When they've got a smile on your face, we reckon they're free to play the you know the way they know how to play. Now, Adrian, I've got to admit that I had to eat a bit of humble pie last season because I thought that the coaching staff, Sammy, had gone too far with how young the team had gone. But it's an exciting team to watch. And I think they've got some great years coming up. What has it been like as an assistant coach when you look around and there's a whole lot of youngsters, a whole lot of talent, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get wins at that stage? No, that's exactly right. You know, a lot you know, Sam Mitchell's a, a very knowledgeable coach and, and was a knowledgeable player. So him sharing his thoughts along with the, the, the assistant coaches and development coaches, the footy program itself. And then you've got uh, you know, Josh Weddle that runs around and, and young McKenzie, Connor McDonald, Husswaite. Like you said, these young guys. And, and then you've got the you know, Will Day and Connor Nash and um, Warple that, that work in with those guys. And then up the top, you, you're still with... Um, you know, Luke Bruce, um, Cicely, uh, Mitch Lewis. So it's a really good mix. Um, and definitely the young guys, you know, I'm, I'm getting more mature, I would say. And they definitely keep you on your toes and make you feel fresh. Even the even way they train, they do the gym uh, with excitement because they start to you know, get muscly and put muscles on <laughs> and, and their touch becomes cleaner and the, the stuff they do, you know, in the background, the little touch sessions that no one knows about, they really excited to learn and become better. What about players that miss a fair chunk of pre-season? Back when I played and when you played, if you missed a bit of the pre-season, it was quite difficult to have career best seasons. One of your best players is Will Day. He's out of the moon boot, we understand, today. Confident you can get a fair yep. run at it with him and he can get back to those heights? 
Yeah, the the program that they're putting for the guys now, uh, when you're injured, you'd, you'd much rather be on the track. <laughs> they they swim, they bike ride. You know the 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 staff, the rehab staff that are so professional, and the way they um, work the guys to get themselves back is uh, you know definitely um, professional than we've seen before. I have actually, and um, so Will Day. Every time I look around, he's doing something extra. Definitely got a football on his hand all the time without doing too much but you're right he got out of the moon boot yesterday and um and he looks really good so uh he you know you start walking around and once he does that then the next step after that and then so on you know the same with chad wingard um you look in the swimming pool and both of them are swimming flat out and racing each other in the swimming pool because you know, it doesn't hurt the body and next minute they're up on doing a bike so yeah i think they i think um they can come back in much better than much better than we were playing anyway and um, more professional in their return to play your forward line's going to look different. We mentioned Nick Watson, but also Marvia Chole coming into the team and Jack Gidevan, another one. Mitch Lewis back in action. Is it exciting you from what you've seen on the training track? Yeah, it is. Um, for a start, just have fresh faces. You know, Marvia Chole loves playing, loves the football in his hands. Uh, Jack Gidevan you know, just came off a premiership and um, really exciting, uh, knowledgeable young kid whose work rate's really high. We've already spoken about um, Nick Watson. And you've got the other under-young guys, yeah. uh, Kel Deer, um, Sam Butler, you know, Jack O'Sutherland, uh, Connor McDonald. So, yeah, it's, it's actually uh, exciting to see these guys work together. And, um, you know, we know in the forward line, the cohesion to work together is one of the main things that you'd want. So they, they're on the path of doing that. You've got another young guy that goes all right, Jack Gunston. <laughs> How has he fitted back into the football club? <laughs> That's right, he's young. <laughs> Don't worry, he's young. But, but yes, you know, he's come back in uh, full of beans. You know, he's um, definitely knowledgeable and experienced. Um, the, uh, we're happy with the way he's working with the younger guys. You know, Luke Brewston, uh, in, the, in the forward line anyway, Luke Brewston um, and Jack Gunston, uh, working closely with Kel Shadir and Young Tucker, the Ruckman, and, and then the smaller players in the ones I've just mentioned, Butler, Bennett, and O'Sutherland. So, and you can see improvement. You know, um, uh, he's very good at leading, timing, and once you see young kids do that, well, then you think, wow, he's making he's making us better, which is what he's about. That's the positive end of the ground. Up the other end, the defensive area have had some injury concerns. James Blank's gone down. Denver Granger, Barris, another one. Will McCabe, CJ as well. Can you cover the loss of those sort of players? And in terms of CJ, what is the prognosis in terms of timeout? Yeah, yeah, you're right. We have, we have, we've been hit hard down that end, um, in that way anyway. So as we know, um, once in the football club, one goes down, another comes up. So I just, you know, we've got um, Scrimshaw and uh, Ippy and Young Jai Sarong, who's um, showing some really good potential as a tall um, Shane Mitchell himself. So we've got some backup players that can come through. Not backup players, we've got some players that can definitely come up through there. Uh, and yeah, CJ, you know, he's he's just started jogging now, slow jogs. So I'm not sure on his return to date, which is really hard to pick in the first two weeks of an injury, you know, hamstring injury. So um, that'll just be a progression as we go along. And like I said, the rehab staff under him are, are excellent and professional, so they'll get him back, um, you know, be cautious on the way back. What's, uh, what's some of the goals for the Hawthorne Footy Club this season? I don't know if you talk about it in regards to wins and losses, but what are some that the coaches have set aside saying, if we can tick these boxes, it's been successful? 
Yeah, you're right. We don't we don't talk so much about goals. We we um you know, we've been building for two years with our with our group and and the way we've shaped our list. Um, it's sort of our transition towards you know being more competitive uh, during the year. So we're going to have some ups and downs as you as you can manage. But we manage. Uh, we want to be you know more competitive in games, um, uh, more consistent. So that's that's what we're aiming for, and we'll we'll you know, take it as it comes. Pretty sad day in the football world with the medical retirement mm. of Angus Brayshaw. How aware are you now as coaches and football departments on the importance of concussion and, and minimising, you know, some of these incidents that we do see? Yeah, like it's really important, um, health and wellbeing. And, and, you know, the concussion's a serious thing in the world, really, and especially in AFL footy. So, yeah, it is a sad day, 28-year-old year old man. Um, but... The health and wellbeing comes number one, and you know you live a long time after footy. So, um, best wishes to Angus. Um, but yeah, we take it seriously, and um, yeah, we've got docs that are out of training. Doctors, I should say, they're out of training and and watch training. And then if someone gets hit, um, you know, we'll review that on on the training tape and make sure that you get first care, looking after him. So we do take it really seriously, and and the future of our players, you know, to to live a, a quality life afterwards, really important. I'm a fan of Josh Weddles, and he's going to be my selection for this question I'm about to ask you. But who is the player? Who's the youngster you think can go to another level this season? Uh, you know, that's a hard question. Don't you? <laughs> we got so many, many. You got so many of them. Young guys. <laughs> you got yeah, plenty I to know. choose from. <laughs> oh well, you know, I've, I've probably read out a few few names already. But yeah, you know, Weddles is a good young player. There's no doubt about. Um, See, I'll, I'll help you here because people say it's well. like. Sorry, to, I was, was going to say it's like when people say choose your favourite child. I'm like, well, I can, I actually can. So I'm asking <laughs> the same from you, mate. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. As you said, I'm thinking, wow, this is a, you know, most of our listeners are young guys, but the, like, the main thing is they get out and you know have real proud of real be real proud of the way they train and you know, we got our gym, our office, coaches office is just next sort of the gym there and. The way they go about their gym work and like it's it's really impressive. So, and I can say all of them because they all impress me the way they work. I think Marvin Charles going to step up for your football club. Forty goals I've got him down for. But good luck tomorrow against the Western Bulldogs. We can't wait to see what that exciting this exciting young team does this year under Sam Mitchell. Thanks for your time. Good on, Paul and Damien. Thanks very much for the talk. Good on you. Adrian Hickmott there, terrific player himself. I'm excited. They they do play a different yep. brand. And Sam Mitchell, he likes to be ahead of the pack last year. We saw more handball coming from them. It works sometimes. Sometimes it comes undone. But when they get it right, they can beat the best teams. And that's what they showed last year. Going into last season, it was Hawthorne, North Melbourne, and West Coast Eagles. And I said, they're going to be the wooden spooners. And like I said, I got it wrong. I enjoy watching them. Now, there's going to be the occasional blowout because they are still young, but they have recruited well. So I think those are going to be few and far between. Where do you see Hawthorne this year? I don't have them anywhere near finals, but I see them climbing the ladder. In between six and eleven wins. Oh, you think? That, oh, six and eleven wins. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to say uh, six. six and eleven wins. I, I'm not uh, sold that it's going to be linear and they keep mm-hmm. on climbing it. I think they'll have a year where they win some games, they beat some good opponents, they lose some against some teams they should. They'll be inconsistent. I think that's something you get with all young teams, but they'll be exciting. And the year after, when they get a few of their 
gun players back. Of course, a big injury will die. Your best midfielder missing the preseason. I don't care what anybody says. Yep. If you don't train all preseason, you can swim, do all that. It doesn't always translate to career best years for those players. If you had to say their biggest weakness right now is positional, which one would you go with? Is oh, it our back? Defence, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. They've got James Sisley, who's an absolute star, and they'd love to free him up to do what he wants. But now it puts, puts pressure on other players to hold down that fort, or does he get taken back closer to goal, which takes away a massive strength. It's going to be a big watch, and as I said, they're going to excite throughout the season. Give us your thoughts. You can join in any time on the text machine, 0487 736 736, or call the Kia open line. That's 13 12 55. Morley Kia, get more. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. in the uh, time remaining here on Sports Day WA for this week. I tell you what, this ultimate chamber is going to be absolutely an epic uh, event here on Saturday night. Uh, elimination chamber. What did I say? Ultimate chamber. Yes. Elimination chamber, the WWE. We had uh, Drew McIntyre here in the studio yesterday, the Scotsman. What a lovely person he was. You wouldn't think that he'd be front and centre in what's going to be a chaotic event in some ways here on Saturday night. But I'm just looking out of the SENWA studios. They've got a massive stage because they'll be presenting some of the wrestlers to the public tomorrow. There is a stand that's got all the television cameras. And as Paul Heath, who's a very learned gentleman, my panel operator, when it comes to these things, these pictures will be beamed back to the States and around the world for those people that maybe have one of those special WWE passes that allows you to certainly get inside and view a lot of these uh, events and I tell you what Perth's going to be on the map there's no question about that and very much Optus Stadium and as I mentioned yesterday we had Drew McIntyre here in the studio had a lovely chat with him it was good to get a bit of an insight into him as an individual and his career and this morning Triple H came into Scotty and Goss this morning uh, and the road to WrestleMania of course, is happening. Oh, it's on tomorrow. Oh, the full chat's on tomorrow. Okay, I've just been told that I can't say too much, but the full chat's on tomorrow. Can we tease it? We can tease it. Okay, so Triple H said this in relation to the road to WrestleMania through Perth. WWE Universe Australia, it is that time. It is the road to WrestleMania, and this year the road drives directly through Perth, Australia. Elimination Chamber Perth happens live this Saturday from Optus Stadium. The chamber matches are set and I cannot tell you how excited we are to get to Perth and be headed your way. And when we get there, there'll be just one question to ask. Are you ready? So that's Triple H. You'll be featured uh, tomorrow morning on the Scotty and Goss Breakfast Program. So I'm looking forward to hearing that. And also, Triple H, and this was off his Instagram post, this audio, he spoke about Optus Stadium here in Perth and what he thought of it. Well, first of all, this is a beautiful stadium. It's brand new. Um, only, uh, I think, a few years old, I think right before COVID. So um, brand new just just beautiful stadium um it's exciting 
This is going to be a, a, an epic event. There's a lot of buzz here already in Perth. I could feel it today when we were getting off the plane and you know, sort of going through the airport, the excitement of us actually being, WWE actually being here, being in town. Um, so I can imagine when this place is, uh, is packed on Saturday, we'll have uh, over 40,000 in here. It's, it's going uh, to be quite something. Well, uh, an American business executive these days uh, uh, oversees these sort of events with WWE. He's been an actor, as we mentioned, a retired professional wrestler. He was regarded as one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. And he is the current uh, chief content officer and head of creative for WWE. And as I mentioned, he'll be in here in these studios uh, with Goss and Scotty tomorrow morning from 6 o'clock here on SENWA Breakfast. Just some other news for Nutrien Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Australian uh, captain Mitch Marsh has hinted that Steve Smith is likely to play in the second T20 match in New Zealand uh, tomorrow after lauding Team David as the sort of match win a few teams possess following his Wellington heroics. The T20 skipper also conceded that becoming the first international team to allow 200 runs for a four games in a row wasn't ideal. It would become the new norm in the shortest form of the game. As we mentioned earlier, Melbourne Ford Angus Brayshaw has retired from AFL football on medical advice after his concussion in last year's qualifying final against Collingwood. The 28-year-old was trying to kick downfield against the Magpies when, as we know, Braden Maynard leaped in the air to spoil and collided with Brayshaw, who was knocked out and taken off uh, the ground on a stretcher. And the other news regarding Taron Thomas. Uh, he will miss 18 matches of this year's home and away season, but it's all to no avail because North Melbourne have cut ties with Taron Thomas. He's not part of the club anymore. That's the program. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been Sports Day WA. Thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. Thanks to Jimmy. Thanks to Hita. Hope you've enjoyed the show this week. It's been a busy one. And I'll be back again 5 o'clock on Monday for another week of Sports Day WA.